Please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6. Uh, I'm glad you're all back again from last week. <laughs> I'm just by faith making that statement. Um, we are looking at the life that pleases God. Uh, this is the second session. Um, and uh, I'm going to just begin in Matthew chapter 6 before I say anything. Uh, and then we'll go from there. Um, again, Jesus is speaking and he says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So I want you to notice that Jesus now takes for granted that you are doing charitable deeds, that you are doing the right thing. And remember again that Matthew chapter 5, this is all a part of the Sermon on the Mount. Remember again. And uh, that Jesus has got to this place now where following his teachings on the Beatitudes and so many other things, the law and its application and so on and so forth, he has now got to the place where he says, now you know what to do, now let me tell you how to do it with the right heart. Amen? Remember again, we're talking about the life that pleases God. We talked about faith before, and we, we found that without faith, it is impossible to please God. I'm going to tie that in to this today and show you something maybe you haven't seen before. But I want you to understand again that we are moving along on this path of pleasing God. Amen? And I want you to notice that Jesus got to a place now. He said, now, having learned how to do the right thing, you need to have the right heart behind what you do. And that's why he says here again, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Now, I want you to notice that, that that second part is really important, and we talked about that last week, that he didn't say, don't do any charitable deeds, and if somebody sees you, go hide. He says, no, no, no. He says, do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. So he's saying, doing the charitable deed is a good thing. You, and, and notice he calls it a charitable deed. He doesn't call it a filthy deed, <laughs> okay? He calls it a charitable deed, which means it's a good thing, all right? And remember again that that makes reference back to, remember, in Matthew chapter 5, I told you this is a continuation. Obviously, Matthew, Matthew chapter 6 comes after Matthew chapter 5. Do you all forget that? Okay, all right. <laughs> remember, we looked at Matthew 5 and verse 16, where it says, Let your light shine, uh, so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So remember again that when people see you doing the right thing and see you doing good things, glory goes to God. But Jesus is saying now, when you get to the place where you are doing the right thing, and you know people are starting to notice that, okay? not because you're doing it in front of them, but over time, people notice things. Okay? And, uh, and God will do that for you as well, by the way. And, but the thing is that he's saying, when you get to that place, don't turn your attention from God to people. Don't go from pleasing God to pleasing people. Amen? Don't go from doing the right thing with the right heart as unto God to doing the right thing at a specific time in the day so everybody can see so that you can get praise from men. And remember again, I said to you that God doesn't reward hypocrisy. Amen. If you are looking for that, he's not going to reward you on top of that, getting patted on the back by men. All right. Now, last time we got to James chapter 2, so I want to go there very quickly. And uh, I want to pick up from there and move on. James chapter 2. Remember again, we looked at uh, uh, verses 15 through 17, but I, I was going to go to verse 18. But that's got a revelation in itself, which I want to share with you today. So let me begin in James chapter 2. And verse 15, he says, remember again, suppose you see a brother or sister who needs food or clothing. 
I want you to notice he mentions two things that are needful. He didn't say who needs a better chariot, okay, a better car, all right, or, <laughs> or needs, you know, a six-story house, or needs, you know, okay. No, it's not one of those things. This is, these are things that you need to live. Are you all with me? Amen? And uh, remember again that we're talking about the, the purpose for growing your faith isn't so that, so that you can bring things just to yourself, but so that you can bring things to you so that you can distribute it back out as the Lord leads. Amen. All right. So again, he says in verse 15, suppose you see a brother or sister who needs food or clothing. Verse 16, he says, and you say, well, goodbye and God bless and uh, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing what good does that do? Now, James had, on one side, tremendously rich people, all right? And on the other side, tremendously poor people. This is the church in Jerusalem, by the way. And there were those people that could afford, I mean, they were wasteful uh, in the way that they used their money. And, he's, and, you know, he saw that. And then he'd see this poor person come in with, you know, hardly anything to eat. And he's looking at this and thinking, you know, you, just out of your pocket change, could probably feed that guy and his family for a week. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Okay, so I need you to be clear about who he's talking to. And he's talking to those kind of people that say, oh, yes, Brother James, I have faith. <laughs> yes, yes, I have faith. And when I see, you know, a poor brother, he goes, oh, be warm, be filled. See you later, bye. <laughs> okay, that's what he's saying. You know, he could have just taken something out, put it in his hand and say, God bless you, and then walked off. Hello, all right? And so that's what James is talking about. In order, now let me just stop here for a minute as well. In order to do that, you need to have that. You know, you can't give away what you don't have. Did that just give you a revelation? Did that just blow your mind? <laughs> okay? This, you know, people say, well, I don't believe in prosperity. Well, then you are a selfish individual. All those people out there that say they don't believe in that, are, what they're saying is that they don't want, you know, all they want is to feed themselves, feel bad for everybody else, and think that they're holy. You are selfish. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> okay? Listen, God wants you to believe it in, listen to me, and then let it back out. What you must not become is covetous. Amen. All right, anyway, <laughs> I could preach half an hour on that. I'm not going to do that. All right, verse 16 again. Uh, no, let's go to verse 17. <laughs> You've had enough of verse 16, right? Verse 17. So he says, so you see, it isn't enough just to have faith. See now, he's bringing faith into this. I told you about faith. Now I'm telling you what to do with it. All right. So he says, see, you see, uh, so you see, it isn't enough just to have faith. He says, faith that doesn't show itself by good deeds is no faith at all. It is dead and useless. I'm reading from the New Living Translation because it is so clear, okay? Now let me go to verse 18. And he says in verse 18 now, he says, Now someone may argue, and they always do, some, you know, some people have faith, others have good deeds. I say, I can't see your faith if you don't have good deeds, but I will show you my faith through my good deeds. Now I want you to notice that James isn't afraid to show his faith through his good deeds, and by extension, to show his good deeds. 
Okay, I want to put that in. All right, so he's letting his light shine so that glory comes to God, not to himself. But I want you to notice something else that is hidden a little bit in this verse, and which I think is extremely important. I want you to notice that he says, I will show you my faith by my good deeds. In other words, can I say this? This is the, you know... um, this is what is needed. I've had two thoughts going through my head. Excuse me, just for a minute. Let me just clear it up. I was the first thought I had was in in Jesus teaching in Matthew chapter six. Okay, don't let you know. Do your good. Do your good deeds before God, not before men. Okay, I'm just going to change it a little bit. Where he said, whenever you do your good deeds, don't do it to be seen of men. All right. Remember, this is the same chapter in Matthew chapter six that goes on to say, you know, give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. Yeah, it's Matthew chapter six. By the way, later on. Are you all with me? This is all the stuff that precedes it. Now, I want to share something here. I want you to understand now James is bringing faith into your giving. And he's saying something here that is very significant. If you say you have faith, and then you're not doing these charitable deeds. If you've got stuff to give and you're not giving... You know what you're doing? You're saying, well, God, I don't believe that you can really look after me. If I give this away, then I'm going to go in want. And, you know, I don't believe that you're going to meet my need according to your riches in glory. Hello. (laughs) Did you get that? Okay, now listen. I don't want you running out there and giving everything away, okay? And your family is looking at you and going, "Uh, Dad, don't we have any food today? You know, are we going to eat anytime this week? (laughs) All right? That's not what I'm talking about. Now, you do the things that that God tells you to do, and you look after your family because that is something that you do under God. Amen? All right? But then you need to also look beyond your family to the family of God as well, family. All right? (laughs) I'm using family a lot of times, aren't I? All right? But that's what we're meant to do. And as we get to that place, I told you, you need to be blessed to be a blessing. And you need to find out from God where that point is. Are you all with me? I'm very clear about where that point is. <laughs> God has given very clear instructions. But you need to find that place in your life. And James is saying, listen, I can tell the kind of faith you have by what you do because then that tells me that you are believing God to meet your need while you go and be a blessing to others. Amen. Did you get that? So built in to you doing good things, to you being generous, is a faith that is displaying itself without you even realizing it. That's the kind of faith that says, God has blessed me, I will be a blessing. Because, and I can be that blessing because God has blessed me. And because I know as I'm being a blessing, God will continue to bless me. There's the faith. Did you get that? Amen? And that's the kind of life that God wants us to live. To be, a, you know, to display God's love and also to, to be a conduit through which God can bless other people. And all of that happens through faith. That's why we talked about faith to begin with. You are not going to live this kind of life without faith, family. This is not one of those, I have seen this happen the wrong way. I've seen people that have given everything and they live in poverty and squalor and everything else. And you know, there was a time when they had, you know, they had to give. And the thing is, because somebody taught them that you, know, you have to be poor to serve God and that's how you please God, they bought into that and then they just gave everything away, became poor and couldn't do anything else to people. I mean, they help people, but they're in the same mess there, you know, those people are in. That's not what God wants. Amen? Amen. So, you know, what he wants us to do is grow our faith, believe, receive, 
and then don't hold on to it, <laughs> okay? Then start to distribute it back out. Praise God. I, I told you a story about a person that tried to outgive God, and you know what? God won, all right? <laughs> and God will always win that one. Hallelujah. That's good news, by the way. All right, so let me, let me go on to my notes here. So notice how the Apostle James doesn't try to hide his, his good works. That's really important, all right, from others, but decides to use them to encourage others to do the same as well. See, you can be uh, an example to other people in what you do. And that's what we are meant to do. We are, we are meant to let our light shine, all right, so that people see that, are attracted to it, and they want to do the same. And then their lights will begin to shine, and it will attract other people, and so on and so forth. And you can see how this will work tremendously in the kingdom of God. However, if you find at any time, I've said here, that you, know, you are no longer doing good to draw attention to God, but to yourself, then it's time to begin doing things in secret, because Jesus says, otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Now, let me explain that very quickly. You know, if you find that, you know, your, your motives might be kind of going a little sideways, all right? And don't ever ask people, now, do you think I'm, because they'll all be sweet and they'll say, no, no, of course not. No, 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 this is between you and God, okay? If you feel that way, then you need to go back undercover, so to speak, all right? To the place where you're, you're trying to make sure that whatever you are doing, that you do your very best not to be seen by people, so to speak, because it is causing you a problem. Not because you don't want to encourage them, but because now this is causing you a bit of a problem. Your priority is to give unto God. Your priority is to be a blessing. Your priority is to be in a place where God can con continue to bless you so that you have to give. And if that's ever going to get compromised, then you need to make sure that you fix things so that that stays the same. And when you get back to that place where it doesn't matter who is looking at you, who is seeing you, who is patting you on the back, when you get back to that place, then you can, it, it won't matter to you who's seeing you because you continue to do things as unto God. And there will come a time when that will not be a problem. I'll, I'll tell you that, all right? Okay. All right, so in his commentary, Leon Morris says that, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of scripture verses in this because this is a lot of explanation, and I really need you to catch this. This is more caught than taught, <laughs> okay, as somebody once said. In his commentary, Leon Morris says that Jesus insists on the importance of a deep, sincerity in those who follow him. Did you get that? He insists on the importance of a deep sincerity. Oh, those are really powerful words, all right, in those who follow him. He suggests that precautions be taken to ensure that while gifts are indeed given, the identity of the giver is kept secret. Did you get that? So you take steps to do that. Um, I... I'll give you one example. I, I really don't like to give examples, uh, you know, from my own life. But let me just share something with you that will help you maybe a little bit. I, I know at one point, you know, uh, the Lord moved uh, on me to, uh, not just one point, okay, at this time. Right? <laughs> uh, we, we were in this meeting and, uh, you know, the Lord just impressed on me to give a certain amount of money. I won't say how much, all right, to this individual and uh, so I said, how are we going to do this, Lord? And see, this is why you need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, all right? Okay, and so, uh, you know, I, I, the Lord said, I'll let you know when. I said, okay, you know, you can be sneaky with the Lord, okay? And so he said, okay, she's going now. You know, you've got a, a free line there, and there's nobody there around, you know, where she was sitting. And it allowed me to go slip something into her Bible, 
hello, okay, and disappear. With, and I did it without anybody saying, you would have been proud of me. Nobody saw, okay. I was so good, you know, okay. And this is what we're meant to be doing. You know, while the world sneaks in and steals stuff, we are meant to sneak in and bless people without being seen. <laughs> okay, amen. And, you know, wouldn't that be beautiful that somebody says, I've been visited by an angel, not I've been robbed. Okay, we, <laughs> we're meant to be the hand of God. We are meant to show the love of God. We're meant to let these people know that God does love them and he still remembers them. Amen. Hallelujah. Moving on. Where was I? Okay, um, it is not the deed that Jesus criticizes, but the motive behind it. What he says is that if public praise is the reason behind your giving, then it is the only reward you'll receive. God cannot reward, again, hypocrisy. All right, so in addition, the Full Life Study Bible says that the principle stated here concerns the Christian motive for doing righteousness. Listen, all right, it concerns the Christian's motive for doing righteousness. If any believer, whether layman or minister, layman or minister, if you're a minister and listen to this, this is for you as well, does good for the admiration of others or for selfish reasons, he will or she will lose his or her reward and praise, uh, praise from God. Can I just stop there for a minute? This is the situation I feel like in the church right now. There is a part of the church out there that they do things to be seen by people. They, you know, they say, well, see, we're doing all of these things, so you should give to us. And, you know, and also, uh, <laughs> they take a lot of liberties. I'm just going to say that. And they do things I believe in my heart they shouldn't be doing. You know, just because they have the money doesn't mean that they are wasteful with it. Amen. And you know, you're going to have to answer to God for all of that. Now, I know everything is relative. I get it. You know, you, some people say, well, I don't believe in prosperity. Well, compared to some little guy in India that, you know, rides a bicycle, you having a secondhand car that works is opulence to them. That's just too much. I mean, how you should just sell that car, buy a bicycle and ride that because to us, that's, that's just a, a normal life. Are you all with me? So we can't do this, okay? I'm, I'm just saying, and I get that. I understand all of that, which is the reason why I'm telling you this. But I need you to understand something. You need to find your place in God, and you need to be honest about it. Don't make excuses, and don't try to wiggle your way through things, okay? You need to understand something that God needs you to be an example in this earth, and also God needs you to be the one that he can release his blessing into so that you can be a blessing to all the earth. Hallelujah. And to do all of that, you need to have the right heart, right motive. And ministers, be careful why you do things, why, you know, how you let people know what all you're doing. Be careful because Jesus is saying to everybody, you do these things in secret. And if you're advertising all of it for the wrong reason, now you can advertise it for the right reason because you want people to get involved, because you want them to share in the blessing, and so on and so forth. I get that, and you know, we want to do those things, and we'll, do, we'll be doing those things. But the thing is that you need to make sure that that's not so that you can say, look at us, aren't we amazing? Enough said. Moving on. So he says here again, I've just got to go back a little bit because you won't uh, understand Again, quoting the Full Life Study Bible, he sa it says again, If any believer, whether layman or minister, does good for the admiration of others or for selfish reasons, he or she will, uh, will lose his or her reward and praise from God. Instead, he or she will stand exposed as a hypocrite who under the guise of, under the guise 
of giving glory to God is really seeking glory for himself or herself. Wow, those are powerful words. Okay, under the guise of giving glory to God. Oh, no, I'm doing this for the glory of God. No, God knows it. You know it. Most people know it. It ain't anything to do with that. You just want to get out there and be seen. That's it. All right. And that's why Jesus goes on to say in verse 2. <laughs> we got to Matthew 6 and verse 2. Isn't this fantastic? All right. He says, therefore, when you do a charitable deed, or literally whenever you give to the poor, all right, he says, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do. Now notice, first of all, how Jesus begins this, word, this verse, not with if, but with when. Notice he says, when you do a charitable deed. All right? Or literally, in the literal text, it says, whenever you give to the poor, to which Leon Morris says, whenever is comprehensive. Jesus is not pointing to an occasional happening, but to the regular practice. Did you get that? So he is expecting, remember I told you, chapter 5 deals with doing the right thing. Chapter 6 now has got to the place where now you know that you're doing the right thing. Uh, somebody once said, you know, and, and I realize now that they were wrong, all right, uh, and this can kind of put a bit of guilt on people, <laughs> okay? Uh, so I, I want to just share this very quickly. Uh, you can't preach chapter 6 without making mention of chapter 5. You can't just get to this place and say, we see Jesus says when, 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 because he's going to be saying a lot of whens in this chapter, all right, and not, not if, okay, because he expected you to hear what he had said in the previous chapter, because he had finished with something and he was going on to something else. He, this isn't so that it makes you feel bad that somebody suddenly turns up and says, well, you've been doing this, haven't you? And you go, well, nobody told you. Okay, so don't let people, you know, put guilt on you using these verses because these verses, again, okay, for those that missed the first time I said it, Matthew chapter 6 follows Matthew chapter 5. <gasps> okay, <laughs> all right, so you've got to read Matthew chapter 5 first before you get to Matthew chapter 6 because this is all one big sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. It goes from Matthew chapter 5, 6, and through to 7, all right, and so all of the, the thoughts there are related. Jesus is going to say some things in Matthew chapter 7 that people are going to take out of context as well and use it in all kinds of wrong ways. And I'm not going to go into that and talk to you about that right now. But I'm just telling you, things can be taken out of context when they are not looked at from a place of, okay, this is where Jesus started, this is where Jesus finished, and all of this stuff is in the middle of something. <laughs> okay? So I want you to understand something that when Jesus says, when... And as we're bringing this out, it is because, not because he just said, well, now I expect you to have done all that already. No, no, no. He's saying, I have taught you to do that. Now I'm teaching you, as you learn to do that, now have the right heart. And when you do this, now do you get it? When you're doing these things, now that you've learned how to do it, and I've taught you how to do it, and you have that knowledge, when you do these things, then this is how you do it. Okay. That took a long time. I hope that <laughs> helped you, all right? All right. Uh, let me continue. In fact, almsgiving is commanded in Scripture. And all who serve God must, make, uh, must take this seriously. In Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses 7 through 11, again, I'm saying this to you. Listen, this is for those people that have to give, that God has blessed, and that you have that ministry 
of learning how to be a king in the world. Okay, we're all kings and priests, but some of us excel as, at being kings. Some of us excel at being priests, but we are both in the kingdom of God. And the thing is, if you're anointed to be a king, all right, as much as you are priests, you're anointed to be a king, and you can bring all that in, then it is so that you can be a blessing to others. To whom much is given, much is expected, or much is required. So don't just think, oh, I can do this, it's my gift, and it's so that I can lavish it upon myself, is the wrong thought, okay? It's so that you can bring it in, and then you can be a blessing to those that don't know how, right? And, and are struggling in that area. All right, so in Deuteronomy chapter 15, wow, we're, i got four minutes. Let's see what we can do. Deuteronomy 15, it says, beginning in verse 7, If there is among you a poor man of your brethren, within any of these gates in your land which the Lord God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart, nor shut your hand from your poor brother. Wow, that's really clear. Verse 8. But you shall open your hand wide and to, him, or to him and willingly, this is your heart, lend him sufficient for his need, whatever he needs. Now, I want to stop here for a minute because something is being brought out here that I want to share with you. I don't, know, I don't want you to just see you know, that you have to do this, <laughs> okay? I want you to see something that, you know, when God speaks, He speaks to the very heart, and I, you know, excuse the pun, to the very heart of the problem. Notice that He says two things here in verse 7. He says, you shall not harden your heart, nor shut your hand. He brings up the heart first because that's where it begins. If you harden your heart, then you will shut your hand. And I, I'm sad to say, a lot of people have done that. They have hardened their heart. And because they have hardened their heart, they have shut their hand. And then they find it very difficult to let go. Okay? They say, why am I having so much trouble giving? Because that, that's not a, you don't, that the problem isn't in your hand. The problem is in your heart. Pause for effect. <laughs> okay? I need you to absorb that. All right, And so that's what this is about. That's what this is bringing out. That's what this is pointing to. That's what James was talking about. That's what Jesus is talking about when he says, don't do it to be seen. You do it as unto God. You need to have the right heart. You're doing it from your heart to God and blessing people from your heart. It is not so that people can see. It is so that you, you, know, you want to please God. I, I don't know what stronger statement I can make than that. You just want to please your father who pulled you out of hell. Out of hell. I was going to say the jaws of hell, all right? Pulled you out of hell, redeemed you, gave you a, a spirit, a, you know, the Holy Spirit. He gave you his armor. He gave you everything. Meets all of your need according to his riches in glory. Blessed you in all kinds of ways so that you can now go and be a blessing to others. Not so that you can stand there and get more blessed and more blessed and more blessed. And, you know, you all don't know what to do with that. Please, if you're out there and you're struggling to get food on the table, this is not for you. Well, this is kind of for you. We'll find you. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to get to you. But the thing is that this is not for that person. And, you know, that's what I've seen over and over again. Whenever we want to do something, you know, it's the people that sort of middle-income earners and, and less are the ones that get involved and give. And, you know, you almost want to give it all back to them. But God said, if they give with the right heart, God will bless them. You are not, you know, responsible to do that. But, you know, it always amazes me, you know, the people that have, tend to have the most give the least. <laughs> That's who Jesus is talking to. Amen. All right. Oh, I have run out of time. Look, I, I don't want to go on. 
with this because there are some tremendous things that are brought out in Deuteronomy chapter 15 uh, in the verses to follow in verses 9 through 11. Uh, I want to stop here. I want to get back to this like I did in James and continue on because I have some revelations to give you about those verses as well that I believe will truly bless you. I am teaching you how to get in step with God so that you're not out of step with God so that you can believe and receive and you can live a life that is pleasing to Him so that the doors, the windows of heaven will open. All right, and doors down here will open for you. Hallelujah. So that God can and will bless you in the way that he wants to. Amen. This is how to get blessed so that you can be a blessing. You've got to do both. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for all the things that you are teaching us, for all that you are blessing us with. And Father, that you are revealing things to us right now that will allow you to open the windows of heaven and pour blessings into our lives that we cannot contain. But we need to do it with the right heart. We need to do it with the right attitude. And we need to be taught these things. And I thank you, Father, for everybody in the sound of my voice that they're hearing this, they're they're receiving it in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that they walk in the fullness of it. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that you said that the wealth of the sinner has been laid up for us. And it is for the people that do this. Hallelujah. And we just thank you for this revelation and also for the manifestation that will come as a result of receiving this and doing it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.